another sermon and uh we have our guest george and sammy welcome back man hey what's up man welcome uh thanks for having us back on uh always fun thanks for having us for sure how's it going man? with you everything's good man glad to have our podcast brothers <laughs> back on with us uh, no doubt so we 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 decided to since the halfway mark of the nfl season is what going into week what nine uh, next next week, this is halfway mark. We're we're looking at the standards right now. We, we got a pretty good idea of what teams are and what teams are not, and we're gonna we're gonna pretend that today the playoffs are starting. So that's what we're gonna do. So I'm I'm gonna run through the quick rundown of the AFC and the NFC standings and what the matchups will be. We're gonna go through the teams and uh, we're gonna go through the games and see who will be the Super Bowl winner as of right now today. Um. So in the AFC, we have the undefeated Patriots, 8-0. The two seed based off tiebreakers, uh, the Colts got the two seed, Ravens with the three. The Chiefs are are the four, and the wild card spots are the Buffalo Bills and the Texans. Um, Heading to the NFC side, the undefeated 49ers are the one seed, followed by, like I said, tiebreaker again. Saints got the two seed, Packers three. Cowboys are the four seed. And his wild cards are Seattle at the five and Minnesota at the six. Um, so those are the standings. Uh, you know, I guess I guess we could I can mention the teams that are in the hunt. Um, the AFC South really all all their whole division, mm-hmm. and I would say the Raiders um, at three and four. Uh, I think two games behind Chiefs, and then the NFC. Yeah, the Rams one game back of the wild card spot. Panthers, Eagles, and Lions. Um, so I guess just, just before we start off, what are y'all what are y'all so uh, like looking into as far as like what the NFL has been through through the first eight weeks? Well, I mean, I guess for me, it, it, there is such a huge divide. Well, two things: there's a huge divide between the AFC and the NFC, and there's a huge divide in the AFC between the Patriots and everyone else. I know they haven't really played, you know, any world beater in competition but if they beat the ravens this upcoming sunday i think that'll give them a three game lead on the one seed <laughs> and at half just over the halfway mark of the season which i don't know when it was the last time we had a team that far above and beyond the rest of the conference and there's many reasons for that injuries schedule but it's pretty crazy because I, I almost feel like a lot of people are wondering, oh, will the Patriots go undefeated? And I don't think they really care about going undefeated. I think they care about getting that one seed and resting up by the time they get to the playoffs. So I, I, that's the scary thing. If that team gets to rest before getting to the playoffs, that's my biggest takeaway is are we going to just out of AFC, are the Patriots just going to march into the Super Bowl without any competition? Yeah, for for me, uh, it's to Sammy now. My thing is the biggest takeaway that I'm seeing is just the divide, not only between like the Patriots and the rest, but I think the divide between the good teams and the bad teams. Uh, I some of these, for example, the Patriots and the 49ers, the two teams undefeated that are left. You could see 
a lot of these teams they've played have not been the highest quality teams. Now, I don't know if, for example, I don't know if the Niners would be undefeated if they have the Saints or the Packers or they've played some teams like that on their schedule. Um, 49ers have played some bad teams. Patriots have played some bad teams. But, you know, they beat the mid-level teams, which is still impressive. The Niners got a good win against the Panthers. But I think it shows the divide between the teams like the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Jets. You have Washington, Atlanta, New York, Tampa Bay right now. There's a huge gap between the decent teams and the really, really bad teams. And I think that's what's it's helping teams like San Francisco and, and even Indianapolis. I mean, it blows my mind that they're at the two seed. I think it just shows there's some bad, bad teams in the NFL. And if you can just win those games, you're going to be in the playoff hunt. And for me, it's, it's all about right now, you can kind of see who has separated themselves. So I think there are four legit Super Bowl contenders. New England, San Francisco, Green Bay, and New Orleans. Then after that, it's just a complete drop-off of everybody else. Like, the AFC is New England versus everybody. Nobody else is even close to being a contender, in my opinion. I know people love the Ravens with Lamar and things like that, but I think it's New England versus everybody. And then on the NFC side, I think as long as you have a good QB and a solid defense, you can make something happen, and only those three teams have it. So, schedule-wise, I'm not really you know, peculiar about that just because you only can play who's in front of you. And New England has a historic defense. San Francisco's been dominating everybody. And we see that the Saints can win no matter who's the quarterback. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting season the rest of the way. But for right now, those are my four legit Super Bowl contenders. And everybody else is just a pretender or just in the way. All right, well, let's move on to – let's go move on to the game. So, if we're talking about right now, right now, everything based off. So, I guess, I guess you know, with the Chiefs, you got Mahomes kind of, you know, you know, basically out of it. But we can take both sides if he's there or if he's not. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that game. Uh, obviously, you got uh, guys like, you know, Devontae Adams still coming back from injury. J.J. Uh, Watt just lo- uh, lost for the year for the Texans. And obviously, it's going to be a lot of different trades probably happen um, by the time this podcast out about, you know, what teams are doing what. Like, it's rumors about uh, Packers getting a receiver. Page is still in the market for things. Uh, will Trent Williams be traded? All, all the other things. So, we'll keep in mind that all that stuff could happen. But because it hasn't, we're just going to keep it rolling. So, uh, with the wild card weekend, we'll start with the six and the three. Uh, Houston Texans. Uh, will visit the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, I'm going to throw it to Rashad first. Um, you know, uh, y'all, y'all kind of wait on, on, on who you're going to pick first. Just, just just go of how you think the game will go and, and uh, we'll decide the winner and who will advance at the end. Uh, it'll probably be a low-scoring game, something along the lines of, you know, 24-20. Um, It'll be a good QB matchup as far as just young QBs. It could be something we see over the next decade or so. But as far as defense, I think the Ravens kind of get the advantage with Houston no longer having Jadavion and Clowney, J.J. Watt going on IR with the pectoral injury. So uh, defensively, I would give the Ravens the advantage, but offensively I would give it to, uh, to the Texans just because I don't think Lamar's a good throw of the ball. And then for me, uh, I can't – so I guess I have a love and 
love-hate relationship right now with Lamar Jackson. I, I was so off of Lamar going into this season thinking that he was just not – I just didn't think he could throw the football at a consistent level here in the NFL. But what he's shown is a commitment like no one else has. I mean, there's a rumor, and I, who knows if it's true, that he didn't sleep for two nights after they lost to the Cleveland Browns, which I don't buy. I'm sure he, like, slept a little bit. But he was upset, obviously. And – he, the guy says all the right things in the media. There doesn't seem to be a harder worker in the room. And Baltimore just confuses me because I really didn't think they were going to be good this year. And on the flip side, like Houston, I know they're five and three, but they could be so Jekyll and Hyde. Like, so they should be the best, second best team in the AFC because Deshaun Watson right now with Patrick Mahomes being hurt might be the second best quarterback in the AFC. So... I just I'm a little disappointed that Houston is a six seed. I think they should be doing better, and that game is going to come down to home field advantage. Really, I mean, whoever has home field, I, I would pick to win that game. For me, I think a key that George missed there was it's not that he, I was down on Lamar Jackson as well, and it's not that he's proven to me he's a great thrower because I still think he's limited as a thrower. But what we talked about last week was that he's proven his run game is maybe unlike anyone else's before top uh, five running michael, back yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's a real running back i mean michael vick was obviously an elusive runner and and made crazy plays but the speed on lamar jackson looks different The like he he actually looks like a top caliber running back when it comes to speed um i think for him i still don't trust his arm but whatever he's doing with his legs works. And I don't know if it's going to work forever, but it's working right now. And on the flip side with the Texans, I've, there's something about that division. I can't, uh, George knows I have a rule that I, I don't follow because I, I always mess it up, but don't <laughs> bet on that division. Don't bet on the AFC South, but I always end up doing it on accident. Like, on Oh, every week, yeah, every week. Like, Oh, of course the Colts are going to be good again. Nope. Or, you know, the, all three, all four teams, sorry, the Titans, most confusing team, never know what's going on. The Texans, as good as they should be, sometimes they're not. And the same with the other two, with, with Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Like, there's weeks where you're like, oh, this team could beat anyone. And then they'll go ahead and lose a game they shouldn't lose. So, obviously, I think the home field is the big deal here. And I think, you know, I do think, Lamar Jackson and his legs is something special. It's all going to come down to quarterback play, though, and I think whoever's the better quarterback in this matchup will win the game. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very conflicted. Uh, it's because Baltimore defensively hasn't been the same Baltimore that we have known uh, in the past, and it's a team that cannot get off the field. Same as Houston. Uh, and I know Rashad said it'll be a low-scoring game, where <clears throat> it, it might be on that reason only because. Both teams can run the ball effectively. Uh, so far this year, uh, you know, Carlos Hyde looked, you know, like reborn, uh, reborn again, as you say. Because I thought he was done uh, with San Francisco and being on what, like four, four or five teams in the last two or three years. I thought I thought he was pretty much done. But him and Duke Johnson together ha- has been has been pretty solid. Uh, Watson is playing on the MVP level, and that's something, you know, that's we got we got, we got to take that into effect because not only is Baltimore defense fell off, so is Houston's. Uh, we we y'all talked about Jet, uh, Klein leaving, uh, Watt being out for the season. Both these teams, I, I'm I really I'm not scared of them anymore as far as defensively. Uh, and that's what's that's you know that's something that coming into the season, I didn't expect. Uh, I and I would I would lean more, I would lean more which team, 
wish he could play the better defense because it's it's already hard to start Lamar Jackson running running the ball. We have we haven't seen it yet. Maybe the Patriots this week uh will will be the first team to do so or, or give us the blueprint to 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 stop it. Um and Deshaun Watson, as you see, he can make everybody look silly. He can extend he can improvise um and make plays out of nothing. So it's gonna be a, a, a good battle between between who can stop the run, who can get off the field, and which quarterback will be the better MVP candidate on the field. Um, so, if we had to pick one, who was who everybody leaning? I mean, I know I said home field advantage, but I, I got to take the better quarterback in Deshaun Watson. I mean, like you say, he's playing MVP level. I love Deshaun Watson, so I'm not picking against him. I go Ravens, um, better defense, and uh... – I think a little more dynamic offensively because of how hard it is to stop Lamar Jackson. So I'd go Ravens. I would go Ravens just because I feel like the Texas defense won't be able to stop what Lamar can do when you have, you know, no clowny, no what you only have basically merciless left. I don't think that'll be enough. So I would, I would go with Lamar to extend a few plays, make a few runs and win the game. And I'm going to go with Ravens as well. And one, I don't want to trust Bill O'Brien in any situation. And, <laughs> and secondly, Lamar Jackson is what we were trying to talk about all the time. I think he's undefeated versus teams when he played him for the first time. Um, and he, he, he hasn't played Houston yet, which means they don't, they don't know how special he really is on the field. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take Lamar Jackson for that reason. All right. So we got we, so we got we got Ravens advancing. OK, cool, cool. Um so let's move on to the. I guess you know in the in the same day, if the, if the six and three of the AFC play, the four and five of the NFC will play, and that'll be this uh, Seattle Seahawks visiting the Cowboys. Now, this game is very interesting. Um, rematch of last year. Yeah, rematch of last year. Uh, I think it was so Seattle. See who who won last year? Cowboys. Cowboys. Cowboys got the win in in Dallas again. So. Um, you know, you, when you got when you have a team that's you know pretty much, pretty much balanced, they they know you know what the Cowboys are, um, and that's the you know that I guess that's a good thing when you're playing a team that like you know what they're going to do uh, defensively and offensively. You know they want to get Zeke involved um, as long as they're healthy with you know with the, with the offensive line and Cooper and all them guys. You know they what they want to do, play action pass, get the ball down the field vertically, uh, especially with Kellen Moore this season, the offensive coordinator, and defensively. You know, you know what they're about. You know, they they want to stop the run, um, which I guess you know versus Seattle, that's what you want to do. If you can if you can neutralize, you know, Chris Carson, uh, keep Russell contained, then you got you know you got plenty of options. And uh, when you're facing a when you're facing a run first team, if you if you don't if you don't stop the stop the run, that play action gets serious. And when you have somebody like a Russell Wilson, who's uh, easily a top three quarterback, no debate. Uh, it's going to be hard to stop him, especially when you got Tyler Lockett, you have DK Metcalf leading I think, the NFL in red zone targets. So you know it's, it's one of the most explosive deep, uh, deep threats in the league. So it's kind of like you know that's that's the number one thing. Can the Cowboys do that? Um, and then I guess on the Seattle side, was um, is obviously you have to stop Zeke. The Seattle defense really hasn't hasn't played good all season. Um, so. I, w- I would think it's, it's Russell Buss uh, for Seattle going into this game. Yeah, man, this 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 is a tough one. I mean, in one in one aspect, we are Seattle Seahawks fans here, yeah, but in another aspect, the Cowboys. 
I like how this team is built with Dak and Zeke and and Amari Cooper and the defense is doing pretty well. It's one of those like, do I trust? I trust Russell Wilson more than Dak. I do trust Pete Carroll more than I trust uh, Jason Garrett. And the infrastructure of the Seahawks, I trust a little bit more than the Dallas Cowboys, plus the revenge factor of losing last year. And I believe Seattle this year is a better team than the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think this game would come down to the turnover battle, really. Can the Seahawks force a few turnovers? And can the Cowboys force a Russell Wilson who rarely makes mistakes to make a few mistakes. That's what cost us the game against, uh, I mean, the couple losses we've had this year for the Seahawks. We lost to the Baltimore Ravens where we gave up a pick six and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. We lost to the Saints when we were giving up punt returns for a touchdown. Can Dallas, that would be the key to the game. I mean, can Dallas find a way to score off of either special teams or on the defensive side of the ball? I think Seattle falls in the – I think Rashad said it earlier. There's, you know, four or five contenders, and the rest fall into that, you know, they're just hanging around. They're just in the way category. And I think Dallas and Seattle are two of those teams that are just in the way. Um, so it can come down to a lot of different things. I mean, you've seen the Seahawks shoot themselves in the foot a lot this year. They beat teams like the Bengals by one. They went off a missed field goal by the, the Rams. You know, they and then they shoot themselves in the foot at home in games that they probably should win, almost blow a lead to Atlanta. And then you go to the Cowboys, they're kind of the same type of team where one week you see them play good, the next week it's just mental lapses, Dak's not that good anymore, and coaching's not good. And then the next week, all of a sudden, Dak wants $40 million again, and he's a great quarterback. (laughs) I think both teams kind of have this issue of like, Oh, one week, like, ah, maybe they're not that good. The next week, we're like, oh, real contenders. So I think at the end of the day, this game's going to be a tough one to pick. But I think, like George was saying, one main evaluation point I'm going to have to take into consideration is quarterback is advantage Seattle um, and coaching is advantage Seattle. So those are two big advantages, but obviously playing on the road is never easy. And I do have the Seahawks and the Cowboys in that tier two French Super Bowl contender contender uh, category. Um, but you guys mentioned coaching category and quarterback category, but I think the biggest matchup in this this potential playoff matchup would be the running backs. Who can control the ball? Because, you know, we know Russ can win a game, and we know the Cowboys want to limit what Dak does. So I feel like it would be a Zeke versus Chris Carson type of game. Whatever whatever running back can get his team going down the field, you know, limiting the, the passing options. Because we know Russ has only been throwing about 20, 25 times most of these games, and he's kind of getting those red zone touchdowns. He's not really hitting bombs down the field. They're, they're kind of just using the clock carefully. Russ gets a scoring position. They win close games. And it's kind of the same thing with the Cowboys. So I think it would be more of a – Zeke versus uh, Chris Carr type of matchup because both defenses can can turn it on when needed. Yeah, actually, when you said that, uh, I was very interested. I wasn't really sure if Carson or Zeke is technically having a better year because Carson's obviously having a pretty great year and Zeke's up there as well as always. They've been pretty even on the year. Zeke has some more touchdowns, but they're Carson's at like 83 yards per game while Zeke's at 86 yards per game. So I guess maybe that that wouldn't be the big media headline, but I think you're right. Uh, 
that's more of a big time running back matchup than many people might, you know, take into account. Yeah, Chris Carson, he's very slept on. He's he's one of the probably the top ten running backs in the league right now. Oh yeah. All right, so who so who do we have winning this game? Oh, Seahawks. I got the Seahawks. Uh, I also got the Seahawks and all the reasons we said. <laughs> well, yeah, so I guess I'm the only one taking Dallas. I just think <laughs> I think I think going on the road with the with the worst defense, I, I you know, I don't think there's no stopping how Rashad said about the running backs. I trust uh Vanderish and, and Jalen's Jalen Smith more than I trust Bobby Wagner by you know by himself. I mean KJ Wright's there too, but uh, we we talk about complete defense. Uh, I mean, cow, Cowboys have it. I mean, front front good front four, a good linebacking core, and a better secondary than the, than the Seattle Seahawks has. So, if we talk about advantages, I think the defense is by a landslide. And I'm you know I'm pretty big on getting off the field and staying on the field uh, for your offense staying on the field and your defense uh, getting off the field to to offense get the ball back. And the Cowboys rank one and two in those in in those rankings so far this season. So. Uh, obviously, he's against worse talent, you know, Miami through the first first three weeks, but he still played Green Bay, New Orleans, and they still rank, you know, up there, up there in top, you know, top two. So I would take Cowboys, but majority rules. So Seattle, Seattle goes on the road and, and defeats Cowboys. So I don't even think the Cowboys still win the division. So I definitely going to pick them to win the game. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on that. I still got the Eagles winning the division. So <laughs> I feel the same way. All right, so let's talk about that before, before we move on. This, so, uh, I've been I've been advocating for the Cowboys winning the division. Um, I, you know, say we talk about a complete team. I, I mean, you talk about teams. I, Eagles had a good game against Buffalo Bills, of course, but you know, the, the two games before that, uh, you know, getting blown out in both of those. Then you have you have this receivers. They're not catching the ball. Zach Ertz is getting double teams, so he's being useless this year. Um, the running game has been up and down. Um, the only thing you can really count on uh, for the Eagles so far is is them stopping the run. I mean, I mean, obviously outside of uh, playing Zeke and playing uh, the uh, Vikings with Devin Cook, they you know pretty much the best in the league at, at doing that. So, um, what are y'all? What are y'all? Uh, I mean, I guess event or uh, ways of reason why you got Eagles winning the division instead. Well, I mean. Man, the Eagles are just like they—they they, they do me dirty, man. <laughs> like, I, I really thought they were going to be world beaters this year. I thought they were going to be the best team in the NFL. I think Carson. Technically, went, he had about fifteen and one. Yeah, like I thought they were the best. Team in the NFL, they, have, they have so much talent everywhere, and they just—I don't know what it is. I—I—I I, I don't know if Wentz is the leader I thought he was, but I'm not ready to jump off a cliff yet. So. I'm kind of holding on for dear life, but one or two performances might just give me switch to the Cowboys side. But the team is so talented, and I just feel like through with all their injuries, through what are we now? They are four and fourth rate weeks. If all their injuries and their bye weeks still coming, I feel like when this team gets healthy, they'll start rolling a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Eagles would be good as well. Uh, four and four wasn't what I expected. I thought they would be a twelve and four team competing with Green Bay for the one or the two seed. I thought Wentz would have an MVP level season. He hasn't gotten there quite yet, but still has time to get there and turn it around. I think they're going to beat the Bears coming up soon. Um, then they'll, that New England game is going to be tricky because they're both coming off of a bye. 
I think I would probably trust Bill off of his buy versus Doug Peterson. Definitely. <laughs> especially, especially, <laughs> especially uh, they have some revenge factor about that Super Bowl. I think Bill won't mind running up the score on them. Oh, for sure. But my main thing with the Eagles winning the division is their last five games, Miami, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, and then Giants again. I just think they'll easily win all five of those, and they'll probably beat the Bears. So you're at four and four now. That's six wins. That gets you to 10. And even if you lose to both New England and Seattle, which they probably will, 10 and six should get you in the playoffs. I don't think the Cowboys win 10 games. I have a little rebuttal. I'm I'm sticking with the Cowboys to win the division. Uh, I That is an easy schedule. They might win 10 games, but I think Cowboys are right there too. I think offensively, I'd rather have the Cowboys. Um, I guess, and defensively, it's it's Cowboys. I mean, you look at the point differentials <laughs> even they've had this year. Um, the Cowboys, I think, are just a better, significantly a better team. And, you know, I'm not a big Jason Garrett guy, but I'm also not a big Doug Peterson guy. I know he won a Super Bowl, um, but I don't see him as one of those coaches that are renowned as, you know, top five guy in the NFL. Him and Jason Garrett are probably the same type of dude. And I just, I don't know what it is. This team had some different vibe with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is not better than Carson Wentz in no way, shape, or form. But I've just not been a guy that's bought into the Eagles and Carson Wentz experience. I'm, you know, always holding on tight until he gets hurt. And I just don't feel like he the team rallies around him like they rallied around Nick Foles for the past to whatever it was, two, three years. Um, I was thinking with the Cowboys, just because I think Dak has something to prove. Jason Garrett has something to prove, and I just like them better offensively and defensively. I can roll with that. Yeah, y'all know, y'all know the Eagles love love the underdog the underdog role, which is why you know that shellacking of the Buffalo Bills you know this past Sunday wasn't a, you know wasn't a surprise. Um, just just the fact that the Bills, if you're scoring 24 points, you're probably going to beat the Buffalo Bills. So um, you know they they all they always bounce back. So. So Rashad, you saying about the schedule? I mean, do they get a little lax? You know, you know, what I'm saying down the stretch yeah. when you're playing, you know, those type of teams, and when their backs not against the wall, you know, they kind of they kind of tend to, you know, be, like I said, be a different team uh, versus when they're when when they have to win or when everybody count them out, like when everybody counted them out when uh, you know Carson Wentz went down and Nick Foles when they were, they run the table. Same thing for this one. You got blown out two games in a row. Now you come back and, and, and you beat one of the best teams, in, you know, at least record-wise in the NFL. No, I feel like they'll be under pressure to win a division just because of, you know, it'll be it'll probably come down to that last game with them and the Cowboys both being same record, both needing to win. So I think the Cowboys had the Redskins their last game, and I think, um, like I said, Eagles had the Giants. So I think it'll come down to that last weekend, and both of them would need to win. So I think the Eagles will stay under pressure. So. That's that's why I think they'll still win the division. Last thing uh, I'll got- say is we still haven't seen Carson Wentz technically have to play a do-or-die or big-time game. We've seen him all the way close to it, but we haven't seen him have to play, you know, winner into the playoffs, uh, win the division type of game, win a playoff type of game. He's always hurt right in time before that happens. So, I don't know. I don't even know if he has the clutch gene yet. Yeah, we'll oh, see that. 
All, all I know is, I don't know if you guys saw after the Cowboys game in the press conference, the suit he was wearing, like, he, it was the ugliest suit I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I love Carson Wentz, but I was like, oh, man, that guy's from South Dakota for sure. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next matchup. Um, the Buffalo Bills heading into the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we could, Like I said, we can take two angles from this. We can take with Patty Mahomes or without him. Um, but let's go with, with without him because, you know, this upcoming week I don't think he's going to play. Um, so if he's banged up, play the playoff start today, he's banged up playing the Buffalo Bills. Um, who do we got winning this matchup? Uh, why, you know, different reasons. All right, I guess I'll jump on here. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are frauds. Uh, <laughs> What do they do is a lot of smoke and mirrors and plays that are, I don't think it's a long-term consistent way to win. I just don't think they have the talent. I think the coaching staff is amazing. I think Josh Allen is a good quarterback in year two, but I think it's a lot of smoke and mirror, a lot of weird packages, ball control, and sloppy football. And an Andy Reid coach team, even without Patrick Mahomes, I think is good enough and have enough quality guys to win a game like this. For me, so we're taking into account the Mahomes if it's today, right? So Mahomes today, is hurt. yeah, right? He's hurt. Okay. Well, then this would be a perfect matchup for the Buffalo Bills in the sense that it's in Kansas City, technically, right? Yeah. Right. He's okay. in Kansas City. Okay. Cool. Um. Only issue, I I think Andy, as good as the Buffalo Bills coaching staff is, Andy Reid's uh, probably a better coach and has a better coaching staff. But I think what would be perfect for the Bills would be a situation like this with an old quarterback like Matt Moore with the Bills defense that they have, not having to chase a guy around like Mahomes. Um, I, I would – I like the Bills because I like their brand of football. It might be boring. It might not be pretty, but – it can get you wins in the playoffs in sloppy type of games. Now, I don't know if they can beat a team with Patrick Mahomes, but I think if they're actually facing a backup quarterback, this would be the perfect type of game for them to really be able to compete in in the playoffs. Although I do not think they are that much of a playoff-worthy team. I'll just go ahead and be the outlier here. I don't care if they have Mahomes, Matt Moore. I don't care what quarterback they have. I would take the Bills over the Chiefs. Oh, um, wow. Um, defensively, I like the Bills. I think the Bills are one of the top four or five best defenses out there right now. And just far as the Chiefs' weakness, they can't stop the run. So Josh Allen, even though he doesn't have the best receivers, he can extend the play, get a few first downs, kind of like we were talking about with Lamar and uh, Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen can extend some plays running the ball. And then if it comes down to it, you can take the Texans and coast approach. You can go to old reliable, possible future Hall of Famer Frank Gore, grind the clock out. Singletary, you can grind the clock out. If needed be, you can throw some screen passes to TJ Yeldon, move the, you know, just slowly move the chains and grind the clock out. So, I think that's the Chiefs' weakness. They don't have a good defense to stop the run. Everybody they play has gashed them with their run offense. So I would take the Bills just because of that. Josh Allen, even though I think he has like six or seven interceptions this year, um, as long as he can make one play as far as passing down the field and get one pass a touchdown and kind of make some running plays, 
I would take the Bills regardless with with or without Mahomes. He can't do anything on the sidelines. Yeah, and as as of today, obviously, I think the Bills will make a move tomorrow um, for 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 a receiver. But as as of, as of right now, we're speaking. This this is a, a another perfect team that 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 can beat the uh, that can beat the Chiefs. And you saw what the Texans and Colts did. Like you said, you keep Mahomes on the sideline with you no know, if he's there. Then all you do is run down their throat. They can't stop it. You can literally hand the ball off to Devil Singletary and Frank Gore probably the whole game, and the Chiefs probably won't stop it. Um, and you know that's the bad thing about it. And then and then they they do want to stack the box. Maybe I mean John Brown has had had a good season so far. Every game so far this season, he's had at least four catches and at least fifty yards. So, and versus the Chiefs, you got to assume that's six catches and at least eighty to ninety yards. So, um, it's it's a this is a perfect perfect team that the Bills need to play. Uh, when, when you know when one team is 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 one dimensional, and when you have a corner like Tre'Davious White, you have uh, Micah Hyde back there, you have Sean McDermott running this defense with the front four. Um, it could it could be it would be a good game. I, I think with Mahomes or without Mahomes, it would still be a good game. Uh, as we saw, you know Matt Moore can with, with the you know with more preparation, he can he can do what it you know, he can do what needs to be done. He's not. A, he's not a. He's not a guy who hasn't played before. He's not a rookie. He's not young. Uh, I think he's what. He's at least thirty three, thirty four, somewhere around there years old. So he he knows he knows what is you know how, what to do. As Andy Reid is a coach, like y'all mentioned, it's you know it could go either way. Um, I, I guess if I if I'm picking, I would I would say I would say Buffalo will win um, with Matt with Matt Moore. Um, and I think I'm pretty much leaning. Um, I think I'm leaning with Pat Mahomes. If Matt, Pat Mahomes is there, I think I'm going Chiefs. Uh, Bills have been my surprise team. Uh, you know, I, I thought I knew they were going to be, you know, at this stage. Uh, you know, they're basically a five and two team. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of like they don't have the playmakers enough to win the game. If Pat Mahomes making just enough plays uh, to you know to put the Bills up, can Josh Allen can can they do it? Can they get it, get it done when they needed to on the final drive and? The Bills, like like I like I said for the Cowboys, uh, they're not a team that can stay on the field offensively. They're ranked, you know, almost uh, you know, bottom ten in, the, in that stat as far as third down conversions. So if it's third and five, you know, I can trust I can trust, you know, Frank Clark or Chris Jones to to disrupt, you know, disrupt the offensive line and, and you know and get a stop and win the game. So um with Pat Mahomes, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Chiefs and without Pat Mahomes, I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills. All right, and I, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs either way, but I think it'd be, I think it's a close game either way because that defense is really good. I'd go Buffalo without Pat Mahomes. With Pat Mahomes, I'm going Chiefs. Um, so I'm I'm with you, Kev. I, I mean, with the assumption that if we were gonna get to the playoffs, you know, eight weeks from now, he'd probably be back playing. So I'm leaning KC. Well, you guys have the majority of rules, but I would take the Bills either way. And and, and the Reese only won two playoff games since he's been in Kansas City, and one of them just came last year. No, I mean it's we can move both on more just because just because you got the Pat Mahomes uh, looming factor. I think I think if it was the playoffs, like if if it started tomorrow, he would actually you know just suit up and go out there and hop out there and and play anyway. Uh, it might not be the best for the team, but he he probably wouldn't. He probably would you know beg and read and let him play. Yeah, uh, that, so, that's a good point too. I mean, he almost played this week, right? So we can move him on. Uh, we can, we can move both teams on. Uh, so the and the last one will be uh, six the uh, six seed Minnesota Vikings heading to Green Bay Packers. The only 
the only division, you know, division round, you know, matchup in this, in, like, two, two division teams going at it. Um, I think these both of these teams will play would have played in week 16 if this was the playoffs. Um, but all we got right now to go off is what they did. I think with week week two, I believe. Um, you know, this team, both of these teams are to me are really really good. I think the NFC North will have two teams in uh, in, in the playoffs. Uh, and I, the Packers, the Packers when they come to Minnesota, they haven't won in like three or four years. So. I'm pretty sure Minnesota will get them back uh, when it comes down to it. So as far as who going to win the division at the end of the year, it's going, it's going to come down to who can avoid, you know, those trap game losses. Uh, for example, I think, you know, going for Green Bay's play like Carolina, then the athlete plays San Francisco or something like that. Uh, so if they get trapped against Carolina, who knows? You got Minnesota having Denver after they play, after playing Chiefs and Cowboys, they got Denver at the trap game. So, Whichever one can avoid avoid the trap game losses, uh, will probably win the division. But heading into this game, you got both teams on a you know both teams hot right now. Um, the Vikings hasn't lost in the last four games. Packers lost to the Eagles, but has has looked really good. Even in that loss, they lost to Monte Adams on the last you know second half. So it's kind of hard to get to get it going. But Matt Lafleur and them guys has has right the ship, and they know play Jamal Williams, play Aaron Jones. And pass to them all day long until Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers can do the rest. So, um, and in Minnesota, as long as Kirk Cousins play a B plus game, as you you know, he's been playing excellent since you know since Diggs and Thielen has you know come out and addressed concerns. Uh, he has he's been playing angry with the chip on the shoulder, and uh, as long as they have Davin Cook, that play action pass is you know un- unstoppable right now. Uh, you got two teams who can play good defense. Uh, I think Minnesota Minnesota ranks like. I want to say top three in scoring defense, um, stopping the run in like top five, and Green Bay, you know, one of the lead leaguers in sacks, so they can get pressure on the quarterback. So it's really going to come down to it's probably going to go more of more of to me the location. Um, so like if you was to flip this and Green Bay was six and Vikings were three, I would choose Minnesota. Um, and then you know just because and, and but Minnesota going to Green Bay. As of now, if the weather wasn't what it is now, I think Minnesota would be fine. But if we're talking about uh, January in Lambeau Field, that that cold tundra, all that stuff like that, um, you would lean you would lean more Green Bay, especially with Minnesota being a dome team. So I think this I think this 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 matchup is strictly location based. Um, you can debate you can debate um, pretty much any stat, and the other team well will have it. Um, I mean, you can you can say you can say Aaron Rodgers playing great. You can look at Kirk Cousins. He's right there. He's right there, right behind him. Um, defensively, both teams get pressure on the quarterback. Both teams has you know, uh, or Vikings are very, very good against the run, and I would say you know league aver- league average against the pass. While Packers probably flip. So you can debate either way, um, but you know if you if it's come down to it, I'm going location. That's a, that's a hell of a breakdown. I I agree. With- Basically, every word you said there, it comes down to location, location, location. And they also, so what, what time is this game going to be at? Is it going to be a nighttime game? Because then I'm not going to pick Minnesota. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, no, I'm kidding. I mean, we haven't, we haven't really seen them play night game yet. Yeah, I think they have a bunch of uh, night games coming up. We'll see if like that trend continues to hold. Uh, there's a lot of Kirk's cousin slander this year, which I, some of it was warranted at one point but the guy 
Yeah, people were talking about Kirk Cousins as if he's like you know one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. When he's you know he's in that top half, he's a good quarterback, and he and ever since they've called him out, like you said, he's been on fire. Um, my gut feeling is if this game's in Minnesota, Minnesota wins. If this game's in Green Bay, Green Bay wins. And right now it'd be in Green Bay, so I'd probably I'm, I'm gonna be leaning Green Bay. But man. Talk about a game that doesn't deserve to be a wild card uh, round matchup. This this deserves to be in you know second round or NFC championship type of matchup because two evenly matched, really good football teams. Yeah, I, I man, I think this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but I think these are the second and third best teams in the NFC after the Saints. I would probably have the 49ers at the fourth best team. I'm still not huge on the Niners. I don't know if I think their defense is historical, but I don't know if I would trust Jimmy Garoppolo in a shootout right now in the playoffs against Drew Brees or a Kirk Cousins or even a Russell Wilson or uh, Aaron Rodgers. You might need to be able to go through a shootout. So I have Green Bay and Minnesota as two of the best three teams in the NFC. Um, and I give the slight edge to Minnesota and I, I'm a, I'm one of those guys that's never been a Kirk Cousins hater. I think he always gets the job done. I think he's had a couple blunders here and there in big games. It kind of reminds me of James Harden, not to compare the two, but they have a couple bad games on national television. All of a sudden, people think they suck when, in reality, they're top-tier type of players. Um, Minnesota's weapons, though, I mean, could have the best running back in the game, and they could have the best duo of receivers in the game. So I really like Minnesota, regardless of location. It's going to be a hard pick. I think that they have a good chance of getting this division by the end of the year. Um, But I think, like we all said, location is a huge – does play a huge part in all, you know, the decision of who's going to win the game. And I'll be the outlier again. Um, I like Green Bay. I think they're going to win the division, and I think they would win this game. I wouldn't say easily, but I would say they would probably win this game. Um, better quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, um, as far as Minnesota. Thielen's a little bit banged up. Um, I wouldn't trust Kirk Cousins in a playoff setting or a mm-hmm. primetime game, as you already alluded to. And then I honestly think they'll fade down the stretch a little bit, probably barely speaking to the playoffs, or they could fall out depending upon how the Rams do. Over, over the back end. Um, but I just don't trust Minnesota in big spots. Um, I don't even think they're a top-10 team in the league right now. Their best win is, what, maybe beating the Lions just a little, a little what, two weeks ago or beating the Raiders. I don't really see a significant win on their resume. They already lost to Green Bay, and they lost to the Bears, where they'll play again. Um, beating up teams like the Falcons, I don't really put, put too much stock into that beating up the Giants. Um, we know Philadelphia's been inconsistent, so I don't really put too much stock in their wins. So I want to see them against, like, quality opposition. So, like, when they play the Chiefs on this upcoming week, whether it's with Mahomes or not, I want to see how they play on the road in a big spot like that. I want to see how they play when they go to Dallas or how they play when they go to Seattle. I don't trust them on the road just yet. I don't trust Kirk Cousins in big spots. I like Dalvin Cook. Um, I like Stephon Diggs, but with Thielen banged up and not being able to trust Kirk Cousins in big spots, I'm going to always take Aaron Rodgers to pull it out. Well, Thielen's going to play this week. He's already back in practice. Um, all signs go. So I'm not really worried about that. 
Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else they, you know, they have to do. I mean, they, you know, they blow out teams. They blow it out. You know, we talk about the Patriots they ain't play nobody, um, but those two old teams are the only teams right now that have won every game by double digits. Um, you got now. I I can I can understand the secondary from Minnesota has not been playing well. Rose closes. It's so far open, highway traffic at 5 p.m. You can just drive mm-hmm. in. Everybody, no traffic, nothing. You know, he's he's been playing bad. Uh, but you got to think about it. If you go watch that Green Bay game uh, when Minnesota played there, I don't know what – I mean, I know we want to, you know, harp on Kirk Cousins about, you know, the decision he made. But my thing is why why would the offensive coordinators in that moment call the play that they called? Um, but Kirk Cousins had learned from that mistake. He, has, he hasn't done anything since then from, from that level. Uh, as far as throwing the ball into just double coverage, you know that's 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 rookie rookie level mistakes, young quarterback mistakes. Uh, when you know they the Packers was about to lose that game, they scored twenty one in the first half, first quarter, and didn't put up a point since then. And uh, Minnesota came right down the field. Devin Cook was was unstoppable, and he ran with ten, I think like five or six straight plays, all the way down the field. And they decide, oh, on the we're on the seven yard line, we're going to pass the ball. You know, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's coaching uh, and that and, and that's Gary Kubiak. That's somebody who's been around the block for a long time. And Kevin Savansky, who's the new office coordinator. But, you know, I think they they learned their lesson about being balanced since then. Um, but, you know, that's that's a game where Packers defense was on the ropes and Minnesota didn't, didn't get it. They wanted to pass the ball and make Curses the hero, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that, you know, hopefully they'll learn from that mistake. But I think it'll still be a good game. I don't think it's going to be easy at all. And like I said, twenty-one-zero in the first quarter. You know that was a you know hard, hard to climb out of. Um, and I, I don't think that would happen again. So if it's going back and forth, who knows? It, it could be a toss-up game. It's, it's all going to, like you said, rely on can Kirk Cousins show up in the moment. And if he's playing B-level football, this this, this team is going to be there. I don't I don't see no fade from them, um, no matter what the Rams do. Um, you know, and like. like like I say, I I think they're you know they're they're a top team, but they're also getting you know forgot about which you know that's fine for us. We we probably better at that stage than than being on the scene. So, uh, I I like my boys, but like I said, location I'm I'm gonna choose I'm gonna choose Green Bay just just on location because I don't know what the tiebreaker is or why Seattle's a five and Vikings a six. I I mean I, I don't you know y'all have to look in to see what, you know what would make them that the same record that didn't play each other. It's probably common opponents, but I'm I'm trying to think of who Seattle played and. Only thing two teams I think they both played was the Falcons and both of them had a win. So I, I don't I don't know what the what the tiebreaker would be, but it, it, um, it's it's conference percentage in conference games right now. Okay, well, see, so yeah, so if Vikings two losses are to division teams and who, who Seattle lost to this season? Uh, Ravens. Well, so the Ravens. So yeah, yeah, it was the no, it was the Saints one that was in conference. Yeah, yeah the Ravens right, was out right. of conference, but they right, play so, each other later in the season anyway. Right. So, so yeah. So that, that, yeah. So they can both of them playing each other will have a tiebreaker game. So that'll be good to see, you know, if if it was to end today, who would have the better record based off, you know, uh, them playing against each other. So that that'll be fun to watch. So we got Green Bay moving on. Got Green. Uh, yeah, I got Green Bay. I think we're all with Green Bay if it's yeah, at right. Green Bay. All right. So going into the divisional round, uh, we had the Colts, the, the Ravens traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts. We had the Bills slash the Chiefs going into New England. Uh, we had the, we had the Packers going to Saints, and then that means Seattle is going to San Francisco. Uh, so let's start with the, the, some some easy. I think I think we can pretty much finish this quickly. Uh, 
the Bills or the Chiefs going to New England. Um, <laughs> I don't think it will be a contest. I, like, like we said before the show started, that it's, it's, it's New England versus everybody. Uh, it's a big gap between AFC teams. So uh, I'm taking the pass and with Mahomes, without Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen doesn't matter. I'm taking I'm taking New England probably by double digits. Whoever they play, uh, it's, that's easy, simple for me. As Eagles yeah. coach and Andy lost to the Patriots, and with the Chiefs, his last two losses have been to the Patriots. Bill Belichick can go win again. I'll take the Patriots over the Chiefs any day. Yeah, I, I mean, even if the Patriots decide to do load management and not start Tom Brady, I'm taking the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots, it is no matter who they play, whether Mahomes is healthy or not. That that Kansas City defense is so bad, and then and the Bills, they would just beat the Bills. So I, I mean, I know it's sad how easy of a pick it is. I mean, it's almost like we're talking about a college team versus an NFL team. But I'm with you all. we're going, we're going to England. All right, so <clears throat> it, it, that's the matchup. And then now we got uh, Green Bay. Green Bay heading into New Orleans to play Drew Brees. Um, you talk now. This oh. this this probably will take a minute. So um, this is good. This is a good this, one. This is yeah, a good, good game, man. This is gonna be a good game. This is probably like you say, NFC Championship worthy. Um, I know. I know, Rashad. You said you know that 49ers, You know, are a potential wild card team. But you mentioned about the quarterbacks. Um, you know, having Drew Brees, Rogers, Tom Brady, Jimmy G doesn't belong in the category. Um, so, you know, we, we we talk about that. So I think the 49ers may will probably will fall off and not be the one so that we can – if this is a, a matchup, it'll, it'll be the championship game versus a division game. Um, either, either way, um, I think right now from what I've seen through the, through the eight games, um, the defense of New Orleans has surprised me the most. I didn't think that they would be this good. Um, they, they can stop the run. Um, they're a little subject to the pass, but you got to think, uh, I mean, outside of Marshall Lattimore, who else do you have back there? But if their front four can get to you and put pressure, like they, they have been so far, um, against against Green Bay, if you can get him, I mean, obviously you want you don't want him to move because on on the run, Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best quarterbacks ever. Um, but if you can get him on the ground and put you know put him on his butt a lot, then you know Aaron Rodgers get frustrated a lot, and that would you know be get more confidence in the Saints and. If we're talking about right now when Devontae Adams still banged up, I I like the Saints on defense to to limit the Packers of, of, of what they can do. Um, now, it's, uh, on the other side, you got Green Bay who cannot stop the run. And so far through the eight games, it doesn't matter if it's Kamara back there or Tavis Murray who having a great season as a backup. Um, they they proved that they can run down your throat. Um, they did Chicago versus Chicago versus Cardinals, obviously. Without Kamara, uh, and with Kamara, they're you know they're more dynamic, more special. So um, I just don't think Green Bay would have enough on either side uh, to beat the Saints. Um, I like, I mean, Drew Brees or probably Teddy Bridgewater. I I, I think I still roll with New Orleans because uh, Sean Payton is just Sean Payton and, and the defense is just showing that they it, it, it doesn't matter. And I, I I can't tell you how torn I am about this matchup. I love both of these teams. Uh, I, man, uh, this game is a little difficult for me to handicap because, one, there's nothing, like you said, that surprised me more in the league this year than the New Orleans defense and the coaching job that uh, Sean Payton and company have done. Like, when, when Drew Brees left, I actually thought 
you know, someone would emerge out of that NFC South and kind of take reins. And they've just not missed a beat. The coaching has been great. The game's going to be in the dome. But it, on the flip side, we got Aaron Rodgers is fine. We see what happens when Aaron Rodgers has a defense and they play so well. He seems like he's actually happy with the coaching staff. Uh, he's not bitching, which is really, you know, a nice thing for Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, I like Aaron Rodgers, but he, he does bitch a lot. So I'm going to probably – I'm going to go with an upset most likely and say Green Bay. I think the line on this game would be three and a half New Orleans. And I think New Orleans – but I just feel like there's something special brewing in Green Bay this year. I'm trying to look up – have we had – Drew Brees and Rodgers head to head in the playoffs. I I was I would have to assume so. They've been in the NFC so long, right? That's what I was thinking. But it feels I know he like, had Brett Favre and Drew. Yeah, I I can't remember because it sounds like you know one of these games, just one of those can't miss legendary games. Uh, this is a tough one. Uh, I think this one's gonna go back to location. I don't know if I would trust a dome team going to Green Bay. Sorry, they have it, not played in the playoffs since 2011. So no, I or would that be Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's that, that's Rodgers. Yeah, 2011. Rogers. That's Rodgers. How do you know? How's that playoff game? Uh, you know what I, I uh, it was it was uh, it was 42-34 Green Bay with a win uh, at home. So Green Bay Green Bay was at home. This <laughs> this is this is James Starks and uh, Greg Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long yeah, time. It's, <laughs> it's been a while. This is a this is a legendary matchup. I think location plays a big role. I don't know if you could have Drew Brees, who's getting a little older, coming off an injury for the first time ever. Don't but don't <laughs> forget the revenge factor. Aaron Rodgers may remember 2011, guys. Don't. No, I'm <laughs> uh, I I think it, it's it's it'd be really hard if it was in Green Bay, but because as of the way it's set up right now, it's in New Orleans. Um, it's really hard to go into New Orleans and win a playoff game, uh, especially when, you know, as much as I like what's going on with Green Bay right now, and I love uh, the way Rodgers is playing, this team isn't super, super complete is how I feel. But I feel like the Saints team is pretty damn complete. This is a type of team that without Breeze can what, – what, what, they win five straight without Breeze? Yeah, four straight, yeah. Five, straight? five straight undefeated. That shows how complete they are. The Packers without Rodgers might be a, you know, two and five, two and six type of team. So uh, you got to lean advantage New Orleans, especially because it's in New Orleans. And I just, I think that's the biggest, biggest advantage there. And the team is just so, New Orleans could be the best roster in football. Yeah, this is really like a Super Bowl matchup. I know. Um, you have <laughs> For real. You have one of the toughest home fields to play at, the Saints. Um, that crowd is going to be loud. I think Saints, Seattle, and Kansas City probably have three of the toughest home fields in the NFL. Um, then you have Aaron Rodgers, who's, of course, great quarterback matchup with him versus Drew Brees, two probably what, top ten guys all time. So it'll be a – it's definitely going to be a pick em. Um, the spread probably would be three, three and a half, and that's just because the Saints would be at home. Yep. So, um, I don't know. It'll be a tough one. You got both guys. It'll be a 
a coaching uh coaching matchup with LaFleur versus Sean Payton. I know Sean Payton has more experience, but I wouldn't count LaFleur out. And then just defensively, Green Bay's they've improved that defense a lot and the Saints kind of uh they're kind of looking like a top five, top ten elite defense, but I think they're going to start to come out to the pack at some point. Uh, we thought the same thing somewhat last year. They had a pretty solid defense, and they kind of came back to the pack a little bit towards the end. Also, so did Drew. Um, and then there's probably what maybe what five guys in the entire NFL that could go to New Orleans and win: Aaron Rodgers, Russ, Brady, Mahomes, maybe Rivers if he had a good team. But that's probably about it. And I'm going to always take that one out of five. I'll take Green Bay going to New Orleans and winning. <laughs> well, we're split on this one, it seems like. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, <clears throat> so I mean, it's, it's, so the Saints are two seeds. So, let's go Let's go right into the, into the, the NFC uh, divisional game between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, obviously, because if San Francisco will come out with a win, uh, both teams will travel there. Um you know, well, well, yeah, and then uh, Seattle wins. Well, I guess that that uh, Seattle would travel to them too. So, um, I would take, from what I've seen, I would take San Francisco. I know these teams haven't played each other yet, um, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't think they right. have. No, they got two left um, against you. Know, yeah. so. Monday so, night football in two weeks. So we're going. So we're, we're going to see. We're going to see what what San Francisco really is. Um, but for like, I mean, obviously they haven't played anybody. But I, what they did to Carolina, I, I, I don't, I, I didn't think Carolina was too far off of of the tier. Um, you know, we, we talked about it, that tier two. I think Carolina was, was a tier three team, especially with the defense they had this season. And McCaffrey, if you can, if you can, if you can run the ball and you can and you can stop the run, that's pretty much a successful team. And you know, obviously, San Francisco just Kyle Shanahan is the coach of the year so far for me. Um, and he, the way he schemed this game. Uh, he made everybody look so easy. Uh, Breida got Breida got banged up. Uh, Tevin Coleman was was on fire. Kittle was always open. Um, and then I think the trade for Emmanuel Sanders is what going to put them put them over the top. So and I'm so I'm going with the better I'm going with the better uh, defense. I'm going with this year's coach of the year. Um, and like I said, I, I I still think regardless of what it is, it's 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 it's, it's Russell Bus um, and. He hasn't really played the. He hasn't really played exceptionally well the last two games uh, against Atlanta team. You would think he would, you know, put up all these, you know, crazy stats. Um, obviously, they want to run the ball, but uh, you would think. I mean, you would think, you know, it it would have been it would have been much easier, uh, easier game. And the Fortnite defense has been suffocating everybody so far. Uh, the front four has has allowed them to be able to, on the on the back end, look elite, which I don't think they really are. Um, but when you have the front the front four like you do, and you have two good linebackers, uh, that you know it's kind of it's 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 kind of nasty up front. So I know I know I know y'all got see other guys, and I'm I'm gonna roll with Rashad's a surprise team to win and to host the NFC Championship game. <sighs> this one's tough. I mean, you know, I I was me and Rashad both on the surprise San Francisco 49ers, and this team has been playing really good. That defense is. I mean, they're they're a beast. I think a lot of people are saying the Patriots have the best defense in the NFL, but I think San Francisco has the best defense in the NFL. Um, we don't right now. This game's in San Francisco, but who knows where it's gonna where, where these two teams end up later in the season and what happens? I guess right now I'm gonna lean Seattle only because it will be Jimmy Garoppolo's first playoff uh, start. 
I'd like the experience of the Seahawks a little bit more. But I think this game is literally flip a coin, man. I mean, we're going to be talking about a game that's going to be low scoring, last possession, a lot of ball control. I'm going to pick my hometown Seattle Seahawks to win a close one, but I'm not confident in doing it. For me, if this was in San Francisco and, and the Niners were still the number one seed and, you know, doing this well, you got to go with the Niners. Uh, better defense, you know, at home. The Seahawks just lost their starting center today, which, you know, Justin Britt, which is a big deal. Um, and, you know, we talked about it earlier. Bobby Wagner is kind of the only piece holding together that defense. The defensive line is not that good. KJ writes a shell of himself. Um and I don't know if you can get this offense rolling with this awful offensive line when you're going against that San Francisco defense. But I will say this. I don't think the Niners are going to end up with the one seed. They play Seattle twice still. They're, they're just starting to get into a little more of their tougher games this season. I see them making the playoffs. I don't know if I see them, you know, being a top one or two seed by the end of the year. So I think this is really going to change come, come the end of the year. Although I do think, you know, that defense is good enough to get them to the playoffs. Um, but in this particular scenario, I'd have to take the 49ers because it'd be off a bye, well-rested against an awful offensive line in San Francisco. And I'm going to go with the 49ers as well, but for a different reason. I feel like the Seahawks secondary isn't good. And I think it'll be a game where Kyle Shanahan – schemes up Sanders and Pettis, Kittle. I think he'll just scheme up all the guys just getting open. And even though Jimmy G hasn't been in a big-time situation as far as the playoffs, I think it'll be pitch and catch, and he would be able to complete a lot of passes, you know, maybe three or four touchdowns. And Seattle will be coming off of a tough game against Dallas. I think it'll be a, a washout. I think Fort Niners would probably just I, – I hate to say it about Russ, but I think Fort Niners would probably just demolish them like – what happened to the Panthers, like a 40 to the 17 type of game. Uh, man, that, I mean, this, the more we talk about it, the more I, I want to change San Francisco as well. Just that defense, especially this at home, is so damn good. Look what they did to, you're right, what, look what they did to Carolina. It's unbelievable how good that defense is. Destruction. <laughs> yeah, like, that, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that defense and, is loaded at every position. I know, and it's going to, and they're young, they're well coached. And I know Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been lighting the world on stats on fire, but he hasn't had to. I mean, they're, he's what now 14 and two as a starter. I mean, at some point, it's just like, all right, the guy knows how to win games. And he doesn't, maybe it's not the proof. He doesn't mess up games. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't me, like doesn't the Chicago Bears would kill to have this guy right now. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. Don't, don't screw it up. And they would, you would get. <laughs> Yeah, he's not a game manager, um, but he's not, you know, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to go out there and win it for you. But um, he's kind of like in that, that middle tier. He'll have games where he can go out there, complete 70% of his passes, 300 yards, two or three touchdowns, and, you know, play good. And he'll have some games he only gets 189 yards, one touchdown, and the defense shuts everything down. So he's, he's really like the – reminds- Sorry, sorry about that. He really reminds me. Of, remember a Seahawks old quarterback? Like he plays a little different. But he reminds me of Matt Hasselbeck a lot. Like he, he yeah. gets a lot done, and he, and but he doesn't necessarily. He's never going to be a top five quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say like the young Tom Brady. Like he was just did enough to get to get the wins and not blow the game. 
Yeah, that'd be something if we got Brady versus Garoppolo in the Super Bowl. Cute. All right, so we got 49ers advancing. 49ers will have the home uh, home field advantage versus either the Saints slash the Packers since we were split on that. Um, so the other division matchup is the Ravens traveling to the Colts. Um, I think I think the Colts, which we talked about, you know, one of the uh, – you said earlier about the Saints being a complete roster. I think the Colts have one of the top five complete rosters in the NFL, um, especially when healthy. You have one of the best offensive lines. Uh, you have you have a, a good stable running backs. Jacoby Brissett has played has played pretty good. I think he's he's been playing at least a at least a, a top fifteen level quarterback this season. I think he's he might be the only I think he's the only quarterback that had multiple touchdown passes. I think that streak ended um, against the Broncos, but uh, he was on, he he's he's been playing pretty solid as long as he has T. Y. Hilton. Uh, on the field, then you know this Colts team can be very explosive. Frank Reich is is better than better than Doug Peterson, and they came from the same tree. I, I, even though Doug Peterson got the Super Bowl, I believe in Frank Reich before I believe in in Doug Peterson. Um, and the defense, man, when Darius Leonard's there, you you got Justin Houston now. I just think they can do enough to stop Lamar Jackson. Um, the Ravens' offense, you know, they can. It's like it's like they're they're really one dimensional. It's like can you stop Lamar Jackson from running a hundred yards? And if so, you probably win the game. Um, it's also it's also is a team that 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 Lamar Jackson hasn't seen before. So um, if if I'm continuing that streak, then then the Baltimore probably will win this game. Um, but I, I I just think the 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 Colts has. I mean, they're, if they have a weakness, is is like average, like it's like league average weakness. Like if they're you know they're they're probably 15th against the run. You know, for example. Um, but everything else they do pretty pretty well. So um, I'm going to roll with because I, even with Angel Luck, I had them I had them going this far anyway. So um, and with Jacoby has been playing pretty good. He's he's upright. Um, so I'm going to lead the Colts. Um, and it's it really because the Ravens don't really have that many weapons to outside outside Lamar Jackson. I'm not really scared because Hollywood Brown may or may not be there. Mark Andrews may or may not be there. Ingram probably would have worn down. Um, so it, it's really like it's, it's another situation for Seattle. It's it's just like Seattle is Lamar Jackson the bus. Um and I don't know if the Ravens defense can stop the Colts. Yeah, Colts better on both sides of the ball. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll pick the Colts. Yeah, yeah the Colts just have a better roster all around. Uh and I I'm, I gotta take the Colts as well. You know, this division is full of teams that are so tricky and you never know if like I said before, I never know if they're gonna play good or not. But if you have the Colts at home the way they're coached, uh, the system that they have, I would take the Colts as well. I just can't envision right now Lamar Jackson, you know, going to an AFC championship game. I just don't see it because <laughs> until he gets an arm, like a little bit of I need to see a game where he wins it with his arm before his legs, which I've seen him win a lot with his legs. If he can develop – and don't get me wrong, the, the man is, has definitely taken a step up from last year, but – I think it ta- and he needs another year or two of development to be a passer as much as he is a runner. And then I could see him starting to make some AFC championship games. But there's too many quarterbacks that will outduel him right now in the NFL, and especially on the road. So I'm going to take the Colts as well. All right. So, uh, it is, and what, what we're picking right now is basically how, how the NFL has been the last, you know, couple of years and really much, you know, historically where it's, it's, it's chalk. Um, you know, usually the one and two seeds always make it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's if that's just because you're 
you're so much better than everybody else, or is because you you do have the extra rest? Because you talk about Seattle going to going at Cowboys, then they go at San Francisco. Uh, you know, for for our scenarios, we have we got we got the Ra- we got the Ravens being home to the Texans, but not it. You know, at the at the you know battling that they have, they have to go to Indianapolis and and Indianapolis you know find a way to win that game. So it's kind of, it's kind of I, I feel like, I feel like the the buy helps a lot of teams, and I think that's very very uh you know very. It's like you need it to happen. You have to have the buy, and with the AFC AFC being so close to the two seed, obviously they're not, they're not catching New England, and we have the NFC teams are like basically you lose one game, you might be go from one to five. Um, it's very very important to get, you know to, to get that to get that top seed because like we, we talked about it, most of everything is we base it off location. Um, you know whether Packers was home, the Saints were home. Fort Niners being home, it's it just it just whoever 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 can get get that get that advantage, man. It's it's so much it's so much to to the uh, to the playoff success. Yeah, Absolutely. it's almost. I almost feel as if the NFL needs to make somewhat of a change to the playoff format. I think it's you know, for someone like New England, you got to just beat Buffalo and you're in the AFC championship <laughs> and you're at home. That's it. That think about that. I mean. For New England, the way it sets up right now, what they would do, let's say with us, whatever, they have to play Kansas City or Buffalo at home one game, and they're in the Final Four in the AFC Championship game at home. Just to me, it makes it almost too easy for the one or two seeds. And that's yeah. Especially the one seed that gets it at home in the AFC Championship, it's almost too much of an advantage. Definitely, because uh, I mean, because I mean, I, I, we would we look back at it. I mean, how many times did Tom Brady been in the championship game? Probably what he played what eighteen or years, at least thirteen to fourteen times he's been in the championship game. But I mean, like you said, it's probably it's pretty easy when you have to win one game, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I would I wouldn't change it though. No, I neither mean, would I. I yeah. mean, you play sixteen games a year to earn that right. To, to make yeah. it easy, like that's why I, I like how it is. Personally, it keeps the regular season so intriguing and really makes that getting that one or two seed so valuable. Yeah, I wouldn't change it because of the exact reason you you play to earn those type of things, and then the second part of it is it's not the Patriots' fault. Nobody can beat them. I mean, they went to the Chiefs <laughs> yeah. last year and won. You got to tell D Ford to stays behind on sides. That's so, true. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots, even though they're just some sometimes where. They don't win the game. The other team beats themselves, and the winner takes advantage of it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but before we go into the championship game, I just want to. Uh, I got this. I got these stats from um, from TeamRankings.com, uh, and they, they they do a lot of like projections, a lot of betting uh, information, things like that. So here's the here's the final projections that they they think based off what we've seen so far, where the teams would be at. Um, so they have New England being fourteen and two. They have the Colts either being ten and six or nine and seven. Uh, they have the Ravens being ten and six, Chiefs being in ten and six, and then Bills and Texans also at nine and seven. Uh, and the teams that are in the hunt, uh, there's there's nobody. They, the Jags and Titans finish at eight and eight is, is what they say. So and those are the closest two teams to maybe get in. Um, so pretty, they pretty much got it. The C is exactly where where they are. I mean, obviously the Colts can go up and down, but between on the. Uh, if they win the division or not, um, they won't. Titans gonna win it with Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's possible. You know, Titans Titans got lucky uh, beating the Chargers two weeks ago. But um, for for the NFC side, 
They they had the four numbers actually finishing it as the one seed. They had the four numbers at thirteen and three. Uh, they had the Packers finishing at the two seed. They'll be twelve and four. Uh, Saints at eleven and five. Uh, for the four seed, it's a it's a split. So and and this is this is the thing that we don't know. So the Cowboys they got Cowboys finishing nine and seven, and the Eagles finishing nine and seven. So does the Cowboys do the Cowboys get that win in Philadelphia to to get the tiebreaker, or the, or does Eagles? Get that one, or you know, who wins the division out of those two? That's that's the something that's probably going, like Rashad said, going to come down to the last two weeks of the season when they play in the division. So, um, but they have Cowboys and Eagles finishing nine to seven. Um, they had the Vikings at the five seat at eleven and five, and then they have Seattle versus and Rams at ten and six. So that's another 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 uh, division thing that you know it, it gonna come down to division, and who knows? Maybe that great Greg Zerline missed field goal will cost the Rams this year. Um, you know, when it, when you look at hindsight, if, if only he made that field goal, they probably in the playoffs. You know, when when it comes yeah. down to it. So, so really, the only thing I mean, obviously, Rashad said Tennessee will get there uh, in, in AFC, but you know, um, as far as projection goes, it, it, what people are are predicting, the Rams and the Eagles are probably the only the only two teams outside of the teams that are in the playoffs right now who can who can make the playoffs. And I kind of agree. I mean, the AFC South, I'm done predicting, as Sammy said earlier in the podcast. I mean, you could tell me <laughs> Jacksonville wins that division, and it wouldn't shock me. I just can't. I, I can't figure out that division anymore. Oh yeah, but Colts five and two, and I think Jaguars. I think Jaguars and Titans are in last place at four and four. So, you know that that you know that <laughs> who know who knows two weeks it might be flipped around. Exactly. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> At what point do do the Colts? If Andrew Luck. Let's say they win two more and they're like what seven and two. If do, do they answer Andrew Luck's phone call if he wants to come back? Man, if Andrew Luck was here, they'd probably be undefeated. <laughs> I know, I agree with that. Too. Andrew Luck's my favorite player. But at what point does the organization be like, "No, nah, it's cool"? Oh no! If he wants to come back, you definitely take come him on. back. Come on back, sir. We need you. Organization will never say it's cool. As good as Jacoby Brissett's luck, he's not. Right, right, right. Uh, no, so, so we're all on the same page here. That's good. That's good. I, I just missed <laughs> Andrew Luck. I, I wish he'd come back. <laughs> maybe maybe next year. Um, so they're going through a championship game, AFC. Um, obviously, the Patriots versus the Colts. Um, I think if Andrew Luck was here, this would be – I, I think I would lean, I would lean Colts. I think I, would, I, I think the – like we talk about rosters, I think New England still struggles on offense right now. Still trying to find out how they're gonna get things done, um, so I will I will lean close if this was Andrew Luck, but since it's not, I'm not gonna go away from Tom Brady. Not gonna go not gonna bet against Bill Belichick. Just not gonna do it. This Patriots defense is my best uh, player on fantasy football in one of my leagues, so um, they always score a touchdown every game. So you talking about the defense who's been shut down playing Jacoby Brissett, who who know and Bill knows the tendencies. They they know the tendencies of Jacoby, so that's probably plays a big factor in this game. Um, so I would say New England back into the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Again, again, again. <laughs> Once again, the New England Patriots are going <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm actually with you, but if Andrew Luck was on this team, the, the Colts were my preseason pick to make the Super Bowl. And Andrew yeah, Luck same. Changed that. So, yeah. So I guess, like, I changed my mind now, and without Andrew Luck, I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, look, uh, Brady's not even backup. Third-string quarterback Jacoby Brissett's not coming to Foxborough and beating him. Yeah, um, with or without Andrew Luck, 
it's in New England, I would take <laughs> New England. Uh, Tom Brady's not going to lose to Andrew Luck and Frank Wright. Um, Bill Belichick wouldn't let that happen. Uh, I would go New England regardless. Yeah. It's just until they show me that they're not going to do it, I'm going to keep picking. Yeah, preseason with Andrew Luck and the upcoming schedule, I had the Colts. Versus the Eagles, that's my preseason pick. Then once everything kind of unfolded, I bailed on the entire thing. And then just <laughs> knowing that Brissett used to be in New England and Belichick knows his strengths and weaknesses, it's going to be New England in the landslide. But if Andrew Luck was here, I thought they would have been probably the top seed and the Patriots would have had to travel. So I thought the Colts would have won if Luck was there. But we're not dealing with, you know – the reality of luck being there. So I'm going to take New England in the landslide to get back to their what possibly win their seventh Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, I don't think it'll be a landslide. And that's just because the Patriots are not getting the pressure on, on, on Jacoby Brissett at all. This this offensive line is not letting it happen. Like, when you talk about in the trenches battle, uh, New England will lose this one. I, I, like, even though Bill Belichick is defensive, I don't, I don't think they're – they haven't shown that they can just get to the court. I mean, they have to pre- you know, bring the blitz to, to, to get that. Um, now, while I would say Coastal struggled to score, um, and that's just because if Gilmore's on T.Y. Hilton, I, I've said I've been saying this for a while that with Andrew Luck, you're allowed to go get the funches and all these receivers who can you can just throw out there and Andrew Luck will make them. But without that, you're going to need the, the icing on the cake, you're going to need another guy outside of T.Y. to help make plays. So, I, I'm praying and hoping. That the Colts realize that they can actually do something with, with with the roster and go make a move on somebody. I don't know, you know, what rumors have been with Robbie Anderson, um, I think AJ AJ Green, but I think Bengals said that they're not trading anybody. But if they can go Ridiculous. make a splash, yeah, that's crazy. If they can if they can go make a splash to go get you know a receiver or, or some other playmaker, I don't. I, I mean, even though Marlon Mack having a good season. I go get Melvin Gordon too, and he play both of them or something. I don't know. It's just some kind of other playmaker on the field to help Jacoby out. Um, obviously, it probably won't be enough to beat New England anyway. But you got right now. I think I think they they, they have a team. I think defensively they're good enough to to not let Tom Brady go crazy or um, you know with, with the struggling receivers that they have. It, it's not like they're going to put a lot of points on the board. So um, I don't think it'd be a landslide. I think I think Patriots probably 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 went easily. Okay, I'll say they probably win. Like you probably play watch the game. And the game be close, but you're in no fear of like coach winning the game. I think I think that's probably how how it ends up. Yeah. What would you think the line would be on a game like this? Like an AFC Championship game? Would it be seven and a half? Would it be higher? And is it at, at least at least ten? Nah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think ten. I think that's I think that would be a lot for a coach team that's you know two two and a half three games back right now. I I would say probably it probably be six and a half, six and a half seven. Um, that's a that's a big number for an AFC championship game. Oh, I, I say it's going to be yeah. seven and a half. It's going to be right a little bit above the touchdown just to make it confusing. Yeah, I got seven and a half. Yeah, it, it's just because – just because – I mean, I know, I know it was New England and they're traveling, but, I mean, the Col- like I said, the, the, the Colts are pretty much – they're pretty good at everything so far this season. I mean, just – I mean, you you can – they're – I won't say pretty, you know, elite anything, but good is what the word I'm going to use. They're pretty good at everything, uh, which – New England are like elite against elite, elite as far as scoring defense, all that stuff like that. You know, so 
it'll be a good game, but yeah, of course t- the Patriots will, will will pull it out. When the Colts played um, the Chiefs, that line was at about eight and a half to ten, depending upon what you know who you went through. So I'm I'm for sure if it's New England, it'll be at least ten. Yeah, that's right. It's I I got but New England's gonna win this game and another Super Bowl <laughs> berth. All right, NFC Championship. Let's see who they, who they would play. Um, 49ers is playing. So, we, we it was a split between Saints and Packers, so they both made it versus the 49ers. So, um, Sammy, who you got go, coming, up, coming out of this? Well, I took New Orleans in the NFC side. I'm going New Orleans to the Super Bowl. I would be absolutely shocked if the 49ers in their first year – you know, making a run, make it all the way to the Super Bowl. That's pretty hard to do. You usually got to lose one somewhere. And the next year is kind of that Super Bowl window. Um, you've seen it with all the all the great young teams. It usually takes, you know, a tough year in the playoffs, learn the ropes, and then you move on. Um, I think we get a Drew Brees in Tom Brady Super Bowl. Uh, and I think it's going to be a good one. I like that. I'm taking the. I guess we said Packers and Saints moved on, so I'm taking the Packers to get to the Super Bowl. Same reason, Sammy. I think the I think the Forty Nineers are historically good on defense, and I think they're going to be here for years to come. I think next year might be their their year. They're missing maybe one more playmaker. Uh, defensively, they're just going to keep getting better, and I think they have a bright future. But give me a Rodgers and Brady uh, Super Bowl matchup. You already said it. I have Battle of Twelves, Brady versus Rogers. And um, I will be I'll be taking the Saints. Um so they both still move on again. Um yeah. but but yeah, I I'm with you about by the four niners though. Uh it, it will take another year. I, I honestly I probably like looking at these games, I think that they had the right matchup to get to this point. How you say you only got win one. Yeah. I think out of out of the sixteen in playoffs, I think the only team that they probably would be will be Seattle uh, at home. I, I think if anybody else went there, I think they the other team would win. Um, so they, they probably wouldn't be at this point. Maybe saying the Packers would be a home game, but obviously, is is San Francisco really a home field advantage? That's something we're gonna have to see. Um, obviously, Carolina went there and got and got ransacked. Um, so we'll see if uh, if Seattle when Seattle goes there. I think I want to say Baltimore goes to San Francisco as well. We'll we'll see pretty much good other teams go there and see if that really a home field advantage or not. Um, I love Kyle Shanahan. I still think he coached the year, even though. Um, but I think because he doesn't have a – if he had Matt Ryan or, you know, or the guy he wanted, he wanted Kirk Cousins to go to San Francisco. I think if he had one of those two quarterbacks, I think instead of Jimmy G, um, I think that, that even though they just their first year, I think that could put him over the hump. Um, but without that, I'm, I'm going to go Drew Brees. Um, and the Saints, they probably they probably are destined for some reason. I guess the NFL guys like them uh, because they go five and zero, five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Don't lose a beat. Still right there, neck and neck. Drew Brees come back, dominates Arizona. Just healed his thumb automatically. He can he can grip football again? So I, you know, I, I don't know. I think they're probably destined. Lost Minnesota miracle, and then the the NFC uh, pass interference call, which is causing hell right now in the NFL. Um, it just I'm, maybe the Saints are destined. I don't know, but we have the Saints and the Packers going to the Super Bowl versus the New England Patriots. Um, either way, I don't think Tom Brady walks out here as, as a seven-time champion. 
Um, I think the NFC, the, I think the Super Bowl is coming out of the NFC. Um, I re- honestly don't really think who 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 gets there. Um, I think I, I just don't think you know New England is gonna not gonna play that many hard, tough games, and now they're gonna be playing cause, because it, if you was to rank power rank all these teams um, in the playoffs, you know I, I'll probably I, I honestly will have at least the NFC all six of them in the top eight, um, and that's you know that's that, that's just me out of these out of the playoff teams that we got. Um, so I I just think it's too much talent over the NFC side. Um, especially we got the Saints and Packers who are pretty much good on both sides. And Bill Belichick is going to see Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. And I just think that, you know, the defense has been great, but they've been great versus the Luke Fox and the Josh Allens. And, you know, so far in the playoffs, they'll see they'll see Josh Allen again. They'll see Jacoby Brissett. But they haven't seen the likes of, of Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. So I think that, that that's the that's not my ultimate call. But um I think because I told Saints to go in, I think Saints win the Super Bowl. Uh, I I I got the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think I think this is their last one. <laughs> like I've said that multiple times. Um, I think the Patriots defense is really good. I think it'll be a low scoring game. If we thought last year's Super Bowl was uh, a little bit uh, depleted of offense, this year will be uh, treated to the same. Uh, I think Patriots win a close one, and then I think this could be Tom Brady's last football game of his career. Uh, I don't. Once again, I feel like I've said that before, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just like. I, I really think that with this defense and with the, I think this is the best Patriots defense they've had in the Brady Belichick era, and with that type of defense and knowing Tom Brady's uh, and Bill Belichick's, you know veteran presence in the Super Bowl. And this would be their, what, their 11th Super Bowl, 10th Super Bowl they've gone to? I think 10. Uh, 10, yeah. Yeah, 10th Super Bowl they've gone to. They're veterans in this game. They know how it – I think they just aren't afraid of the moment, even if they're not as superior as the team. I just like them going to the Super Bowl so many times and winning. I got, I got Tom Brady. It's regardless of who they play – um, before the year, I didn't think it would be possible again. Um, they made me a believer for the sixth or seventh year straight. Um, like George said, every year I tend to be like, all right, this, this probably should be the last one. Somehow the schedule works out for them. Somehow health works out for them. Free agency, salary caps situations the seeding the teams they play end up working out in the playoffs sometimes injuries fall their way even and uh they'll end up being in the super bowl probably healthier more prepared um and they had an easier route than whoever's coming out of the nfc um i'm gonna go with the final tom brady super bowl as well maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'm i just gotta go with them we have the best coach of all time and the best quarterback of all time. It's hard for me to bet against them, regardless of the situation, the age, the wear and tear. I just got to go with them. Yeah, I would love to see the Patriots get the win. That'll give Brady his seventh, and that'll kind of start all of the is he the greatest team player over Michael Jordan type of thing. It'll you know it'll just stir up a lot of uh, sports debates, all that kind of stuff. But preseason, I went with Patriots versus Packers, and I had Packers winning. And I'm going to still stick with that. I think Rodgers gets his second one. He, he'll be Super Bowl MVP. And that'll kind of 
you know, his legs are already cemented. Well, that kind of elevate his legacy a little bit more. Um, and the reason why I think the Patriots lose are number one, the offense hasn't been great. I don't see it getting better. Uh, even with the Sanu trade, the old line's banged up, and I doubt they can go do number two. I doubt they can go trade for a big body receiver. Um, if you look at their past few Super Bowl wins, they've always had that kind of big guy like a Gronk or uh, Aaron Hernandez or Randy Moss. They've always kind of had that big guy who when they got to the goal line, if they couldn't run the ball, they could throw it up and get a jump ball. I don't see that happening. Um, and then the third reason, um, it's probably going to be a little bit weird, but it's going the Super Bowl's going to be in Miami, and the Patriots have historically been bad. When they played <laughs> the Dolphins down in Miami. I just I just think there's something about when the Patriots go to Miami, they just never uh, – they play good, but they sometimes lose. And I just think with Aaron Rodgers, that's probably the only guy outside of Russ or Drew who if he gets the ball last, he'll beat you. And I just think the Patriots won't get a chance to get the ball last. Rodgers has the ball last, and he'll go make a game winning play. And then something else that's getting lost in all of it, New England stuff, they don't have a kicker. So if they if it comes down to needing a field goal – they won't be able to have a a game winning field goal to pull out for them because Mike Nugent, he's not it. Man, the the and the crazy thing is, New England really has a lot of weaknesses. It is the fact that no other AFC team is complete. Um c- complete enough. Like Jacoby that Jacoby Jacoby could it's like he he's the he's the he's the weakness of the of the Colts, but you know he's playing good, but I don't you know I don't see him going to New England to win. Chiefs don't have a defense. Ravens quarterback can't pass. Uh, Bills don't have enough playmakers. Um, Texans doesn't have the defense. Um, but but you're talking about like New England, they they can't run the ball. Um, Tom Brady hasn't looked, you know, he looked okay. He looked so far okay this season. Um, and like you said, Rashad, I'm, if it come down to it at the end of the game, I don't know if Tom Brady can go down and win the game uh, versus the Saints or the Packers. Um, or four niners, um, probably not Cowboys in Minnesota. I, I, I just, it's just, I, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, obviously you have Edelman, but I mean, I'm not really like everybody's worried about this a new trade. I, it doesn't move the needle for me, um, because obviously they're still in the market for another receiver, so it's not enough. Um, and, I'm, and gonna, I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna remember. You guys said that if Brady has the ball in his hands, they can't do it because I've heard that before. Nope. Yeah, but I've yeah, heard but it before. You, 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 you've, you've heard it, but you heard you heard it when he has Gronk. He had Randy Moss, and uh, I just don't, you know. It, I mean, the Falcons. I'll, I'll run for him. I'll say one more thing. I've also seen a situation that's near and dear to my heart, and it breaks my heart every time that I talk about it. But I also saw a situation where a quarterback I trusted, Russell Wilson, was driving downfield on the Patriots to win. But of course. Somehow Belichick and this Patriots team nuked, read the play perfectly. Yeah, uh, that's coaching. Got you the interception. Run, you run the damn ball, you win the Super Bowl. That's that's. I think that's pretty much. You know, uh, that. I hope everybody will learn from that. That's a Belichick mind trick on another team. It happens. I'm just telling you. I've been there firsthand. Yeah, I feel like this was going to happen to Green Bay. I think Rodgers would get the ball last, and they'll make the play. They won't do what Russ did. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have thrown the ball. I mean. That, that should have been Marshall. That, that should have been that, that yeah, should have been Marshawn Lynch or Bus. Like if he, was, if he doesn't get in, he doesn't get in. But run the ball. 
that wasn't this rust either. Like this ain't this, it wasn't prime rust. That and that's the that's you know that's the thing you probably hang your hat on. Um, yeah, he's better now. I, I'm just saying but, when you close your eyes and you see Matt Lafleur on the sidelines and you see Bill Belichick on the sidelines. Well, then we saw Doug Peterson do it to him, so I, I guess you don't know. Yeah, you never, you never know. know. And that's and that's something I don't you know I I, I don't know about you know is trusting Matt Lafleur to make all the coaching all the right coaching uh, decisions um, in the playoffs. Uh, especially against Sean Payton, I, I I definitely don't see him beating Sean Payton and you know and Bill Belichick in the same season. I mean, even as great as Aaron Rodgers is, I I, I just don't see I don't see them making him making those the coaching and being Kyle Shanahan. I don't think he can be all three of them and that just, in a row. I just if if that's the path they got to take where they play the Saints, 49ers, and then Patriots, ah, uh, I just I just don't see Lafleur doing it. Yeah, there is one interesting thing. I don't know if it's Patriots playing down to the competition. The only quarterbacks they've lost to are Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Every other great quarterback they've played, they, they found a way to beat. So I don't know. So, maybe so what you're saying off, is maybe Aaron Rodgers is too good, and that means the Patriots will win. So what you're saying is if Fort Nile get the Super Bowl, Fort Nile is going to win. <laughs> That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. If if it's a Garoppolo, that'd make perfect sense. Like, oh, okay, he's not a you know top fifteen quarterback, but good enough. He he, he might be he might be on to something. <laughs> yeah. Or it might just be NFC East teams. That's true. Yeah, probably, probably so. Hey, hey, could it, that that'd be perfect because it fits both narratives. That and NFC. There's only one <laughs> AFC team I think that can really beat the Patriots, though. I think that's the Tennessee Titans. They have Dick. They have underrated defense. They have Derrick Henry who can run the ball, and Tannehill. He's not the greatest quarterback, but he can at least. Be serviceable, like we already knocked. Upgrade. We already, we, yeah, he, yeah he, we he already knocked Lamar. Yeah, like we already knocked Lamar, and we already knocked the Chiefs for not having a defense. We already knocked Jacoby for not being, you know, an upper echelon quarterback. But I feel like the Titans are like the only true threat in the AFC that could beat New England. But right now, as it stands, they aren't in the playoffs, so it, don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I mean, I think Texas could could maybe maybe. But I, I don't have no faith in Bill O'Brien, and and that's really what it come down to. And if Will Fuller hurt, which he probably will be at the at the at, you know he he is now and probably in the playoffs, they won't they probably won't have enough weapons because if I believe in Gilmore, shout out to my boy from South Carolina, uh, I believe in Gilmore, and he probably can take away D Hop. So they're gonna need more weapons than just than just Carlos Hyde and Duke and all that. They're gonna they're gonna need somebody else who can stretch the field. So it, it's it's like it's like every AFC team has that. Well, but but this, even though the wing got even though the wing got weaknesses, every other team weaknesses is what was going to cause them to not beat the wing. I I completely agree there. All right, so we have the wing or the Saints or the Packers win the Super Bowl. So I mean that's pretty <laughs> good odds if it's if it's those three versus the field. Um, so. We'll, we'll revisit this maybe, maybe, maybe right before the playoffs, and 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 to see you know how far or if these teams actually stayed in the playoffs. So uh, you know, you, usually when you're a pretty good team at, at the halfway at the halfway mark, unless you collapse, which you know it doesn't happen too much too often. Uh, you know, then we'll see we'll see who's who's really for real, who's not, who's the most healthiest team going to playoffs because the playoffs does the health, being healthy and and location, all that matters. You know. To to an extent, so we'll see. No, don't think about a collapse. We could see a surge. We saw the Colts and Texans surge late last year, so it could be a surge instead of a collapse. Yeah. Uh, what what one team I'm keeping my eye out on to surge? I guess that'd be fun if everyone has a team. But 
Mine's the Detroit Lions, who've lost a couple games that they probably should have won and have looked good against every team they've played. The division's tough, but it's a team that I, I kind of like how they've been playing. We'll see what they do here late in the season. I have the Titans. In Tannehill, I trust. <laughs> <laughs> Any, uh, I, okay, I've got one that's going to be interesting for everyone. The Cleveland Browns. Hear me out. I know they've looked like shit. You I'm know, with you, bro. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. No, you gotta hear the schedule. All right, go ahead. They got, they got the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, then Cardinals. That's five pretty winnable games, and then they got Ravens, Bengals. I mean, it, they could be favored in six, six out, out of those seven games. They just need nine to seven. They can get into the playoffs of the wild card. That's what I'm saying, yeah. and I'm I don't maybe they're not good enough, but that that's a pretty favorable schedule. <laughs> yeah, I think the Browns are gonna be sorry. So, <laughs> they, um, but no, um, a, a team a team I would go with, and we we were talking about last episode about about the Chiefs being on the pad meter. It is possibly maybe the Raiders. Um, if if the Chiefs if the Chiefs. Uh, go you know without Pat Mahomes losing Minnesota, and even when he come back, he played the Titans in in Tennessee. That could be two. That could be two. You could add maybe two more losses to them, and that's you know instead of being five and three, they're five and five, and Raiders still have to play them. So, you know who knows? It, it can it can change quickly. Um, the Raiders, I like them. Uh, what do y'all think about the Panthers? I know the Panthers got select Sunday. Um, but do you think they have any any type of chance of you know beating the pay, beating the Saints twice? I mean, they they got them two times. So I, no. I think they're in the AFC. They're <laughs> in the AFC. They're a really good team. They might be the second best team in the AFC if they played in the AFC. But they not don't. Not in the NFC. Yep. Not in the yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll All say right, one last it. thing based off your Raiders comment is you can also look at the Chargers. I think they're much sloppier than in the last couple of years. But if Mahomes is hurt, that's the type of team that could rail off five, six wins in a row with, with Rivers. Um, so I, that's a team with the Raiders. I think that division is a little more open, as you were saying, than we might think. Hey, it's going to be fun. Uh, I appreciate y'all, join, y'all guys for joining us, man. Oh, we oh. appreciate it, too, man. We always have fun doing this. We got to do it again soon. We'll do it again soon. Maybe we'll do the NBA one soon, too. Oh, yeah, we got oh, yeah. to. So we can do the Kyrie Hater Fan Club. Oh, yeah, we come back strong for that one. <laughs> Bro, do you see his dribbling, though? It's so good. I know that he don't win games, but he can dribble the shit out of Great crossover. Human highlight film, but doesn't lead to wins. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but appreciate y'all guys again, man. Appreciate it. We were shy. We out.